This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Let's talk a little bit now about uh, what this Packers uh, first string team uh, looks like kind of going forward here uh, now that we've kind of seen it a little bit. Now, the one thing that we've known about uh, is the Packers receivers, right? Christian Wobbs. Wa- Christian Watson, there I can talk, and Romeo Dobbs are your starting wide receivers. They put the young kid, Jane Reed in there from Michigan State, they put him in as one of the starting three wide receivers. And they're doing end arounds with him, and they're doing different things. So it appears early on, things can change, that he's going to be that third wide receiver. So you have two guys that haven't played a full season at wide receiver yet, and Watson and Dobbs, and then you have a true rookie uh, who's going to be that third wide receiver. And then you have two rookie tight ends, right, in Kraft uh, and Musgrave, they're going to get a significant amount of time playing at the tight end position. Said it before, say it again, this is going to be possibly tough sledding early on, making sure that these guys are all doing what they're supposed to be doing. And from a tight end perspective, it's not only catching the football and running the right route. For them, it's blocking. And you've already seen, based on some of these reports on Twitter from these Packer beat reporters, that Luke Musgrave, for instance, necessarily isn't the best run blocker as we start off here. And again, they're not in pads yet. So once we get in pads, we'll see a little bit uh, a little bit more. But a guy like Lucas Van Ness on day one was just all over the freaking place. All over the place creating problems. They couldn't get the they couldn't get the running game going. Again, no pad. They couldn't get the running game going in that first day. Wyatt, uh who's the second year player out of Georgia, the first round pick from last year in the defensive line, he balls out. He had a good first day and has been very active on the front line through two days. Uh, and then again, like I said, uh, Lucas Van Ness also playing really well. Lucas Van Ness may end up being the starter opposite of Preston Smith if Rashawn Gary isn't ready to go uh, in week one. He's either going to be him or Engabare, uh, the kid from South Carolina last year. So we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But those rookies, from a run-blocking perspective and pass-blocking perspective, are going to have to do their job as much as it is from running routes and catching the football. Because if you want to run the ball as much as you say you do, you can't be missing blocks, whether you be the running back or the wide receiver. You have to do that correctly uh, as much as when you're passing the football. So uh, we'll see how that plays out, but that's definitely something I think to keep an eye on going forward. The other thing that I'm very, um, I'm not going to say concerned about, but I'm intrigued by. David Bakhtiari, the Packers All-Pro left tackle, who after this year I think they have every opportunity to trade or whatever they want to do with him, uh, is not going to practice probably a whole bunch. They're going to pick their spots of when to practice him because they want to keep him healthy. And that's totally understandable, and I understand that, uh, and I get that. But Yash Nyman now has been playing at left tackle early on, and Zach Thomas playing at right tackle early on. 
Matt LaFleur was asked about this during the press conference on Thursday, or I should say Friday morning, today's Friday, Friday morning about that. And Matt LaFleur pretty much said, no matter where I've been as a coach, we've always cross-trained our offensive linemen. So we could pretty much have the five best offensive linemen on the field. So if one guy gets hurt, this guy slides here. The next best offensive lineman can come in here, play wherever, uh, and you're all set. I hope going forward that we see these roles switched uh, once we get pads on, right? So on days Bakhtiari doesn't play, you're going to have nine minute left tackle and time and right tackle. Fine. Well, then let's switch it. It, it. Let's switch it week to week and let's see who really is the better left tackle uh, or the better right tackle. Because we know Yash Nyman can play left tackle and we've seen a little bit of Zach Tom uh, over the course of time play everything along the offensive line seemingly last year. He was like Elton Jenkins last year playing all over the place. Um, but I, I think that's worth exploring too for two reasons. One, in case Bakhtiari obviously gets hurt, right? You want to know who your who your tackles are going to be in what position. But two, and more importantly than one, is can Zach Tom be that next left tackle, possibly, after David Bakhtiari is done after this year if they decide to move on from David Bakhtiari, which I completely expect them to. Uh, to do? Or is Yash Nyman that guy that is going to be that next left tackle after David Bakhtiari? And if Yash Nyman is going to be that guy, do you give him an extension uh, right off the bat now at a much cheaper cost, not knowing where he's, you know, he doesn't know where he's going to play, but you just go to him in your mind knowing he's going to be my left tackle the next three to five years when we move on from Bakhtiari, you've proved it to us, uh, and go to him and go, hey, look, we want to give you an extension here at whatever the rate may be without telling him the full plan of what actually is going to happen in the next year and move forward from there? Or is Zach Tom that guy uh, that is going to be that future left tackle? Because you want to know kind of where you sit going into next year's draft as well. And I can already hear a lot of you listening like, oh my God, Sparky, we haven't even kicked off week one and you're already talking about the draft and next offseason. Sure, but as a general manager and as a head coach, you always have to be thinking big picture. There is some short-term, obviously, game planning for an opponent on a week and whatever. That's all short-term. But when you're in training camp and you have the ability to maneuver guys across different positions, this is when you can think some big picture as well as short-term as far as what this kind of may look like if and when David Bakhtiari moves on. He's really the only guy left uh, that is going to move on. All the other older players, they're gone on offense. There's nobody left. Right, Elton Jenkins still has a, a heck of a lot of time left. Elton Jenkins is probably going to be your left guard for the next however many years, is my guess. Or if if it's going to be okay, Yash Nyman's a left tackle going forward. Zach Tom's a right tackle. He fine. He's then he's he's all good at left guard. But if it's going to be yeah, we're going to move on from Yash Nyman. Uh, Elton Jenkins is going to be a left tackle. Zach Tom's going to slide into guard, and now we're going to go draft a right tackle. Right, that may be a possibility uh, as well. We've seen Elton Jenkins. Uh, play left tackle in the past and, and have his run there. So maybe it's finding out if either of these two guys are better than Elton Jenkins, or maybe you've already made up your mind that Elton Jenkins is for the next 10 to 15 years going to be your left guard. Uh, and you have no interest in moving him uh, to tackle after having seen him play. Remember last year, he struggled at right tackle when he had an opportunity to play, but again, he was coming off of injury. So that, that was part of it as well, as far as kind of shaking that rust off going forward. So the offensive line, Still uh, some intrigue there as far as what this is going to look like. Uh, running backs, not much intrigue there. We kind of know what that looks like uh, going forward as far as with Dylan and Jones and then the depth behind that. On the defensive side of the ball, 
I really want to see the inner squad scrimmages. I'm not as worried or concerned about what they look like against the Packers. Young offense, right? I think it's good for the Packer young offense to be going against Jair Alexander, to be going against Devondre Campbell and some of these vets. It's good for them. I'm not quite sure the Packers defense gets as much out of it as the Packers offense does this training camp, but where the Packers defense will learn and will get better is when you get to the inner squad scrimmages, when you play a team like the Bengals, like we talked about earlier, hopefully Joe Burrow can play. That's really when you can see, okay, what is this defense really going to look like? Is at the end of last year where they played really well, not against great quarterbacks, but they played much better after that bye week last year. Can they continue that into this season now and continue playing at a higher level? Who are the starting safeties going to be? What does that look like? you got a couple of free agent safeties in here that you signed uh, in the offseason. Plus, you've got the guys returning kind of from last year as well with uh, Ford and Savage coming back. That is a competition that I think everybody is intrigued by seeing how that safety position uh, plays out. Outside of that, I think everything else is pretty much set on the defensive side of the ball outside of who's going to be the two starting safeties uh, in week one for the Green Bay Packers.